0: afternoon everybody. Gav Mac here. Alex Osborne over there. How are you dude? Very well sir. How are you? This is three days on the spin that I've not worn a hat.
1: <laughs> You're so proud of your fresh trip.
0: Unprecedented territory for me right now. Uh, this is the weekend review with myself Gav Mac, Alex Osborne two at top. Uh, before I will go into any games or anything I just want to say a big thank you to Everybody who got involved on Saturday's watch-along, Wolves versus Arsenal, over 2,500 views across social media, both Facebook and YouTube. So, big support there. Thank you very much. And if you don't know already, you can follow us on all social media, at Top Football, on everything, Facebook, YouTube, 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 Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Appreciate it, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about yesterday's games. Why the hell not? There was um, a couple of shock results in there. There's a couple that we sort of expected. Let's start with Alex Tipster Osborne's first, <laughs> first
1: prediction correct. With... Uh, a clock is right twice a day, mate. A bro- I should say a broken clock is twi- uh, right twice a day, mate. Uh, let's let's not go down these, uh, set up a Facebook page called Alex Tipster Osborne. No, not quite yet.
0: Burnley won. <laughs> Sheffield United won. I thought it was going to be a tight one. Sheffield United win 1-0. Uh, mm. uh, uh, Haralau thought it was going to be a close one. Burnley win. You were like, straight in. Nope, draw. Bosh. Tarkovsky and uh, Egan.
1: I just, I just think the way that both teams are set up, okay, they want to play it tight. You look, you look at the table. You look at Sheffield United. I mean, they've only scored 34 goals all season. Uh, they, I think they've got a positive. Uh, they've conceded only thirty-three as well, so <laughs> it, that tells you no matter who they play, whether it's a big club or a small club, it's a tight game. And mm. Burnley don't score. They, they've only scored thirty-seven goals themselves, so it was never going to be a. It was never going to be a high-scoring game. Um, and I just always saw it being as a draw. Though for a sec, for a second there, but well, I say for a second, for a long minute, Burnley were in the lead for quite some time, wasn't it? And it was a lovely finish from. Egan uh, to get the to get the Sheffield
0: United mate, goal, mate.
1: The techers on that was mm. unbelievable. What position is he it, play?
0: What position is, is, is he? Is he a fullback? Is a fullback? Yeah, and I
1: was. I didn't think he was a a midfielder or a striker.
0: What What I love about it is that is he's, he's come across him and he's hit it on the half ball. Literally, as it hits the ground, he's put his foot through it with his right peg, and it's gone. I'm not saying it's anywhere near as good as DeCaneos because DeCaneos was like a scissor kick sort of thing. But the technique using the, your wrong foot, you meant to be going in your left foot there and he's it, mm. blasted it top it's Almost no, like the like outside,
1: the almost, it's kind of hit it outside ish of his foot, isn't it? And it's just, yeah, like an arrow straight into the top corner.
0: It wasn't a great game, though. Uh, so I don't really think there's much more to talk about this game.
1: <laughs> it, it was it it was it was a tough got, uh, game to get through. Uh, I know Burnley was set, two set. It was a tale of two set pieces, wasn't it? Uh, Burnley scored from a set piece, really, and uh, so did Sheffield United. Both in very different manners, though. I like I like the way Sheffield United. Who was it who flicked it on to Egan to score? That was uh, that Billy was, Sharp. Uh, yeah, so plenty of experience there, Billy Sharp. Nicely done. Whether that was worked on the training ground or not, if it was, then, well, fair play to Sheffield United for executing it, actually, in the game. Uh, but, yeah, uh, oh, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, Ollie McBurnie kind of lost Tarkovsky, didn't he, at the back post there mm-hmm. for Burnley's goal. And they they, they they were trying to look at a hint of VAR for offside, but it, it was not offside. Off it. Yeah, yeah, bore off That would have that. been scandalous, even, for
0: them. Um, West Ham have dropped more points than from winning positions than anybody else in the Premier mm. League. So when they went 1-0 mm. up in this 2 all draw, it was almost inevitable that they weren't going to go ahead and win the game. They've literally, that's now 24 points dropped from winning positions. Disgusting, isn't it?
1: It's... What so? What was? What did we say? Was it on Saturday that Wolves and Arsenal, are, are amongst the two who could have gained the most points from losing positions yeah. in the Premier League, or two of the most? West Ham, obviously, conversely, the team that have lost the most from um, winning positions. I imagine Aston Villain would be quite up high up. Uh, yeah, probably knocking the out of there. Um, I, <laughs> maybe it just highlights a lack of concentration, a lack of fitness. Who knows? But the, they certainly. They certainly conceded the uh, second goal straight after they scored theirs. And it was almost, it was a classic old straight from kickoff, you're most vulnerable um, as a defensive side. And they kind of stood still like statues expecting the, the offside flag to go up. It didn't, It rightly so. And uh, yeah, it was uh, a good goal there from Shelby. Um Thomas Suchek, though, where's he come yeah, from? Yeah, right. I was
0: going to, to say, right, like, you know me. Well, we know everyone knows, but our football knowledge sort of thing is is pretty strong. Thomas Suchek, never heard of him. Never heard of him before West no, Ham signed I'm
1: him. I don't and know, he, I don't even know, who did they sign him from?
0: I, I ain't got a clue. I'm gonna have to find out. But he's done. He's done bits and bobs in the last few games. In particular, he's really stood out. Um, Thomas Suchek, He is a Czech Republic player. Um, he's actually on loan from Slavia Prague. All
1: oh, right.
0: So yeah, he's, he's,
1: not, not, not exactly. Best Avenue's in the loan market pretty well.
0: Yeah, but not exactly a big club. I, I find it weird that. West Ham would go out and and get someone on loan from a a Slavia Prague. I remember Arsenal slapped him in the Champions League a few years ago when Thomas Rosicki was knocking about and stuff. So we're going back a couple of years. But yeah, he's been on the score sheet. He could have been on the score sheet twice against Chelsea the the other day. But one of them was ruled out for VAR. Pathetic. But uh, yeah, he scored again. Antonio, look at Antonio. Well, I was only saying the other day, what's he meant to be? Yeah. Didn't score enough goals. Didn't do this. Didn't do that. And that's too. They put the graphic goals. up at the
1: start of the game that he'd only scored three goals all season.
0: Yeah, three goals or three assists all season. Yeah, that
1: was it. Yeah. And Then yeah. turns up because that's what happens. Turns up. Bad mistake from the cells. Uh, whether he, I think he's, I don't know what he's tried to do there. Whether he's tried, he's thinking that if I leave it, maybe it goes past Antonio, but he's he's got a touch on it which has gone straight into his path, hasn't he? Which has then managed West Ham took the lead. And I'm I'm popping off in the chat saying West Ham are staying up. And then Newcastle equalised, oh, West Ham are going down. <laughs> but um <laughs> uh, I think if you if you'd have said to West Ham, David Moyes, the fans players coming into this week that you'd get four points out of Chelsea and Newcastle, they had a bit in your hand off, I think. Oh, all uh, day. And that's I mean, that's uh, put them in a more favourable position now. I think yeah. they would be crucial in them staying up.
0: That's that's put them in a more favourable position now to to stay in the Premier League for sure. Yeah. Especially yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Villa in a second, but um, but West Ham now they 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 they're getting away from the from the drop zone. There's five games left. They're in 16th place. Yeah, they're only four points clear of of,
1: of Villa in 18th. Exactly. But, it's- Especially when you consider their running as well. I mean, the only the, the only side that they'll probably fear out there running is Man United. Uh, all the other games they play, well, they play three of the bottom four. Yeah. They play three of the teams below them in, in, out of those last five games. So, um, yeah, West Ham would be looking at this thinking, right, OK, we can get another probably four points. We'll, we'll stay up. I, I don't even think they need four points, mate. I really don't, because
0: Villa just can't buy a victory at the moment. Look, Liverpool are Liverpool, you know. They've just won the title. Yes, they just come off the back of a, a hide into Man City. But at, at the end of the day, Liverpool are able to drop, drop players and still be super strong. And... That's, that's exactly what they needed to do. Villa, they had a couple of opportunities, but they didn't really put
1: that much pressure on Liverpool. I've got a bone to pick with a Villa player. Trezeguet, he was so wasteful yesterday. Yeah. They had Villa had a couple of really promising positions. They actually... Um, we've got to give a bit of credit to Villa for the way that they had their game plan set up to counter Liverpool yesterday, as in mm. that's what they were doing. They were countering Liverpool. They were making it hard for them to... Um, get their normal fluency in and around the box. Maybe that's because Divock Origi was playing and Firmino wasn't, and he mm. wasn't. He, Divock Origi is not quite the link player that Firmino is. Yeah, doesn't know how to come um, deep and try and create something, does he? Exactly. He's he, he's more of a spearhead, isn't he, uh, Div, uh, Origi? And it, so maybe from that point of view, but Villa counted perfectly on number of, on, I could think of three or four different occasions where, they were running at the back line of Liverpool and it was like, they had the numeral, uh, numerical, it was either it was like four on three or three on two. And Trezeguet had a couple of, couple of those where he was the ball carrier, so he was the one who had to make the decision whether to make the right pass to then set somebody free. And he screwed it up every single time. And I was getting so frustrated with him, so I can't imagine what it would have been like for Dean Smith the coaching staff and then also the players alongside him because Villa really should have should have capitalised more on some of those positions that they found themselves in when it was nil nil as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, Mane's got the got the opener. Um, Curtis Jones just on new contract as well. Curtis Jones, oh, I love him yeah. anyway. I saw him only on the season when uh, when Liverpool played against It uh, was it against MK Dons, and they put all the kids out and stuff. And the guy was just instrumental. And every game he's played in so far, he's looked like he's done something. And I love that local lad doing major bits for the Premier League and European champions. You know, so um, one player who. He's he, he starting to divide uh, divide a bit of opinion now, and I personally don't understand how Bobby Firmino. He still hasn't scored a goal at home this season, and people are starting to get on his back because they're saying, "Oh, Mason Greenwood scored more goals than him, and whoever like all these different players that have scored more goals than than Bobby Firmino." Yes, he's a striker. Is it important for him to score goals? Or it, it, that sounds really... Sounds really cliche, but it's true. Is it really important for him to be scoring goals?
1: I mean, he he does have to contribute in terms of goals, but when you look at the way that Liverpool uh, that Jurgen Klopp wants his front three to operate, it's clear that his his main, he, he wants his main goal scoring threat coming from Mane and Salah Salah mm. each side of him, because Firmino is the one who draws defenders. Leave space in behind for him, then to uh, hit them with the through ball. Them coming from their runs from out to in to come onto that. So, yeah, it's all well and good, you know. And don't get me wrong, Mason. We we've said this show uh, re- very recently. Mason Greenwood is a, looks like a very frightening prospect, right? Mm. But Mason Greenwood in this Liverpool side wouldn't be playing where Firmino is playing. He'd be playing on either or, or either wing because. That's, that's how Klopp would use him, you know. You could think of Firmino more of your Bruno Fernandes, kind of, uh, if you want to make a comparison to in the Man United team. Mm. Yeah, I, I, he's,
0: I, I, he's,
1: he's he's I see why people are having a go in because he hasn't scored at home. yet. Yeah, that seems a bit strange as your number nine. But at the end of the day... Liverpool won the title. You've won; a, they've won every single home game this season. Exactly, <laughs> so exactly. Uh, what do people? What do people?
0: What more do people want? You know? Because I, people will go, "Oh well, he should be chipping in with like 10, 12, 15 goals." But if he was doing that he for has me,
1: it's, yeah,
0: but it's he's taking away the Yeah, away from but he would be taking away the goals from Salah, Mane. Yeah. yeah, when people always just go, "Oh, you need to sign a thirty-goal-a-season striker." No, not necessarily. because But getting a 30-goal-a-season striker doesn't mean you're going to score 30 goals extra a season. It's going no. to be distributed in a different way. And what, what, as you said about Firmino, what he does, he draws defenders out. So therefore, it allows Mane and Salah to go off and do their own thing. He doesn't get yeah. many assists because what will happen, the ball will come to him. He will then squeeze it to Mane. And then Firmino's run will... Completely baffle the defenders. Mane was square it to space. yeah. mano was yeah. square it to Salah. Salah scores. So, Firmino won't get the credit for the assist or the goal, but his work rate and everything that he's contributed makes him probably the most one of the most valuable players at, at Liverpool. I think is um, I think is very important the work that he does. Um, we did mention Man City because Man City they. Uh, they, they they messed up a little bit yesterday. I say they messed up. I sort of rate what uh, what McCarthy was doing between the sticks. But Che Adams scored his first goal of the season yesterday. It was so instinctive in the 1-0 win for Southampton over Man City. But what the hell is Edison doing?
1: Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily have a go at Edison here. <clears throat> City have got the ball. <clears throat> Excuse me. City have got the ball just inside their own half, okay, and they've, they're they're on the possession, and they'd have had they'd have been in this situation millions of times over the past what three seasons that Pep's been in charge, right? And Pep wants his goalkeepers to be involved in the build-up, okay. So with all of that, Edison's position is probably where he's been in that situation all the time, right? I can't remember who loses the ball who's the one who gets tackled um, for City and it's gone to Che Adams it, and he just happens to be in the right place and we've got to give all the credit in the world for him because he's hit that first time and it's not a case of he's done the chip. He's actually done – he's just put, he's put a bit of cur- curl on it, hasn't he? Yeah, and it's almost hard. like he's hit a long, deep free kick um, from like – do you know what I mean? From like the sideline trying to get it yeah. into the box. He's gone that kind of style, and it's just it's beautifully done. It's um, quite central to the goal when it happens,
0: but the yes. amount of curve on it—it it looks like it's yeah, it's sort of curved, curled right around, as if yeah, yeah. you're right, it's sort of like a like a like a long, long, deep ball into the
1: box sort of thing, you know, like an well, outswinger. I've got to say though, that was Man City's ninth defeat this season in the league, and Jeez. I think more than Arsenal. Well, it is. It is more than Arsenal, and also here's the other thing as well. I think it's more than twice the amount of games that, or more than twice the amount of games that Pep has ever suffered in a in a league season. Um, well, so, is, is what, more... what, what 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 are our thoughts um, on that one? City City lose that amount of games in a season is 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 quite is quite incredible to be honest it's, with you. It's the first time that Pep, in his management
0: career, has lost three away games on the spin. Hmm. As well, so uh, there, there's questions that need to be done there. Do you reckon these retain uh, too much?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think it's that? Do you think they're they because they know that they can't win in the Premier League? When they played Liverpool the other day, they wanted to make a statement, so they were obviously they showed they they kind of flexed their muscles there. And then now that they're let's they say the other games don't really matter that much to them because they know they're going to finish in the top four. And well, they're waiting to hear from back from that um, appeal, it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but also they're, they're really just going to focus on the FA Cup and then when the Champions League comes back around, focus on that as well. I've got a feeling it might be that, but that doesn't excuse the losses earlier in the season, though, does it?
0: No, no, it um, doesn't. So... When you're losing to Norwich and you're losing to Wolves, no offence to Wolves, because we all know Wolves are a brilliant side, but one of those games, they were 2-0 up in it. And, yeah. and, the other, and, the, and the other game, which they lost at home against Wolves, it was 0-0 after 80 minutes. So you expect City to be, to be scoring goals before then. I think it's a lot of complacency. I think they sometimes they walk around with so much swagger that they think that all they have to do is turn up to get three points. And I think that is another thing today. We're not Southampton, their away form, Southampton's away form has been what's been carrying them. <laughs> their home form has been good, but not as good as their away form. So I think... Man City just thought yeah we'll just turn up here and we'll we'll get three points and we'll just crack on with the rest of our di- rest of our day.
1: Yeah, I mean looking at right. the table, Man City have scored 81 goals this season in 33 games which is nearly 3 goals a game which is incredible. Yeah. But they have conceded 34 which for a title ch- chasing side it's not really good enough to be honest with you. It's more than a goal a game and you know <laughs> on the off chance some of your player you have the game like you did yesterday when you, you, Man City dominated that game. I mean, McCarthy had to be man of the match. I, I don't know who yeah, got yeah, man yeah, of the yeah, match, yeah. but yeah. It, it, he, he was the one that stopped basically Man City from winning that game. And when you've got quite a leaky defence or when you can get at them and you, and you can see the goal like you do, it's going to be a recipe for uh, disaster and it's going to be interesting how they fare in the Champions League when... They come back for that if, uh, sort of against better sides, are they going to be able to get at City more often? I think that could potentially happen,
0: mm, yeah, for real. Um, games are happening this weekend. We're going to be back on the air on, on Wednesday to review tonight's game and Tuesday's games. But uh, let's have a look at tonight uh, Tottenham versus Everton. What are Everton? What, what are we going to expect here? Because Spurs haven't really been that special since the restart. Everton, on the other hand, have found a bit of form. It just so happens that other teams keep winning in and around them because their form after lockdown should put them in a higher league position, I would have thought. But they're currently in 11th place on uh, on 44 points. Spurs are in 10th place on 45. I've actually predicted an Everton to win today. And that's nothing against Spurs. It's just more of a, uh, the fact that Everton have just looked a lot more solid since the restart, and I think they'll they've, they've gone they've gone out two banks of four frustration and been able to pick up victories.
1: Yeah, um, Jose Mourinho's kind of had a bit of a meltdown. I don't know if you saw his latest uh, thing about uh, he, he didn't particularly react well to the uh, Arsenal. They call it admin, but uh, tweeted about how. To beat Sheffield United at Bramall Lane, and uh, Jose Mourinho has bitten. Uh, we've caught a bit of a whopper there in our in our managerial net, shall we say? Uh, and uh, he he came out and uh, was basically saying that um, it's it's beneath him to react to such things, and we're we're looking to go beyond just being the best team in North London and everything. It was like, okay, sure, Jose, um, you 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 calm down there, but. Um, uh, Everton, as you say, I think Adam alluded to it the other day, didn't he, when he was on the show, that uh, under Ancelotti, they've shown signs of be actually being a little bit quite organised and, and buying yeah. into the project, and I think, I can't remember, was it in our group chat that we got sh- shared the table since, um, is it since Bruno Fernandes joined Man United, that obviously yes. United atop at that table, Arsenal was second, and I think Everton were in the top five as well, but Spurs were languishing somewhere mid- to lower table, weren't they? So uh,
0: Everton, yeah, since since Bruno Fernandez has joined Man United, you know, yeah, they've they've been unbeaten. They're the only unbeaten side in the Premier League since that moment. Everton on that form table, so it's over like nine, nine games. Uh, Everton are eighth place, four wins, two draws, two defeats. But they're winning they're winning games where they would normally draw. So and, and drawing games where they would probably normally lose. So yes, yeah. you know, Spurs in that table are twelfth. They're twelfth, yeah, yeah. Three wins, yeah. two draws, three defeats. So, so yeah, it's it's been a change around, and I'm not quite sure what uh, what Spurs need to do to try and turn that around. But maybe today is their time to think. Do you know what? Screw it. Let's have it because at the weekend uh, they, they they've got Arsenal and Arsenal showing a bit of form. So who knows? Who knows? But I think it's going to be an Everton win tonight.
1: I think so. I think so. I was just uh, I was just looking on here just to see if I could get uh, get any sort of team news, uh, like any injuries. Apparently, Deli Ali might be out of the game because uh, he's got a minor hamstring uh, issue. So they're probably thinking that uh, he misses out, and and uh, N- N- and also misses out because it seems like Mourinho just doesn't fancy him at all. Um, oh, no. Sad, as, as sad, player. unfair is that um, which. Which is Ooh. not good if it, as is your record ever signing, <laughs> uh, and I, uh, <laughs> it's uh, I think for Spurs fans and and the board have got to be asking questions why a that's the case. You know, I know Mourinho wasn't in charge when they were when they bought him, but yeah, that that looks like it's going to be a bit of a waste of money for Spurs unless they can recoup some of that money by selling him on.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chelsea, they're playing tomorrow uh, against Crystal Palace away. That's we, we look at the West Ham game still, and I think all oh, all oh dear, but that has got to be a Chelsea victory and a comfortable one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 1-2-0, I'd say, for Chelsea on that one. Uh, I can't really see Palace. Palace haven't really looked like scoring <laughs> in about five years now, have they? So... Um... Yeah, uh, even with Chelsea's sometimes rocky, shaky foundations at the back, I, I still think they'll have too much for Palace in the end.
0: Yeah, they should do. That's a that's a live at six pm on Sky Sports on Tuesday. Um, also on Sky Sports is Watford versus Norwich. Now, if Norwich do have any hope of trying to stay in the Premier League, then they have, they to, have win to win this game, game. tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's what... no two. They, they Watford have to win all of their remaining games. All of their remaining games to have any chance of staying up, they have to win all of the remaining games. And uh, even then it might not be enough. But what what, what uh, Norwich you mean or Watford? Talk about Norwich there. Norwich. Yeah, yeah,
0: Watford. yeah, yeah. You said Watford, Watford, Watford on the on other way. hand,
1: this 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 is I would say, as, as strange as this may sound, because it's probably equally important as both, I would say this is more of an important game for Watford than it is Norwich. Because I think Norwich have pretty much accepted that they're going down. So Watford the thing is, is in a position to stay
0: up. You say that, but if Norwich were to get a victory tomorrow, they're gonna to be four points behind Watford. So you never know. It's it's not I can't see it happening.
1: Mate, you're, sounding, you're starting to sound like Eddie Hell. I know, but you never, you, 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 you never
0: know, do you? It could happen. Football is a crazy, crazy game, and there's every there's every chance oh, that, that win.
1: I'm going to remind you of that when you say about Eddie Howe again speaking about winning all their all their remaining games. It's oh, a crazy yeah, crazy game, crazy it's a game. Crazy, crazy <laughs> game football is is a mad game, mad game. Um, and then
0: um, the final game that we're going to talk about before we let everyone get on with the rest of their day is Arsenal versus Leicester. So Leicester picked up the victory at the weekend and they against Crystal Palace, which they needed to do really to. Because if they had lost that, for me, I don't, I wouldn't have seen them winning into the game for the rest of the season. So I think their confidence would have been shattered.
1: Well, they're uh, looking at the table. If they if they hadn't won that game, Chelsea would be now third, and uh, Manchester United would be fourth. So I think Leicester would have. No, sorry, Leicester would be fourth, but on goal difference. On goal difference, uh, yeah. Uh, but even so, that that would set it all. Really, Leicester are dropping. Apparently, James Madison is not going to be playing tomorrow. Uh, he's not in this. In And so also, Ben Chilwell is also not playing. So, that's two uh, yeah. big yeah. losses Leicester.
0: That's, Arsenal come back
1: of a great win against Wolves. And that's what? They've kept three clean sheets in their last four games now, including the FA Cup. But if you look at it as just the Premier League, that's three clean sheets in a row now that they've kept against Southampton. Crazy for Arsenal. And oh, no, two of those games... Especially Keester. when... Two of those games had company was, Wee's playing. Exactly. Especially when there was pundits out there, and I remember quite some prominent pundits out there saying that this Arsenal side couldn't be coached. They couldn't be coached to keep clean sheets, which, when you think of it, is an absurd statement to make. Um, so, um, yeah, it... it I, I want, to, I want to try and say this with my head without going into my heart, but I think that Arsenal will win this game, actually. Um, though, I have been saying for the last three or four games that Arsenal won't win, and they have been, so I'm going to say Leicester win in the hope that I'm wrong. Yes, yes, <laughs>
0: yes that is exactly the way to do it. Um, as I said before the show and during the show and after the show, you can see all our social media links coming down on the bottom of the screen. Um, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all at to a Top football And it's brilliant because if you put in 2 Top into Google, we show up. And all of our stuff is on there. It's brilliant. Uh, if you haven't got time to listen or watch the show, I should say, you can listen to it, anchor.fm, or on every single major podcast site, you'll be able to hear us back as well. So from myself and Alex Osborne, we'll see you on Wednesday. ta